This is episode 75 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. In a moment, you get to listen in on a conversation that I had with Elizabeth Marbury. She is a feminine empowerment coach, and you probably best know her as the host of the Confident Feminine Body Podcast. She is so inspiring. She's on Instagram. She's a busy mother herself, entrepreneur, and she's going to share with us the way we can have a mindset that can help us have the confidence we need moving into any challenge that we might face. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. You know, when we met on Clubhouse, I was just gravitated towards you, your energy. I am so glad that you're able to talk to us today about women empowerment. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Elizabeth Marbury. I'm a mother of two. I have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old. I also have two businesses. So I have a brick and mortar dance studio in Denver, Colorado that I've had for 11 years called Wedding Dance Coach. And I also have a coaching program called Confident Feminine Body, which is a 12-week mentorship program where I help women to really own their self-worth, really building their confidence and worthiness from within so they're not constantly seeking that external validation to know that they're okay. And we do a lot of work around setting boundaries, prioritizing ourselves, and really um, clearing away those like limiting beliefs and I call them shadows that tend to kind of sabotage us when it comes to our relationship with ourselves, with our partner, with our workout routine, all, all of it, it all relates. So I am so passionate about just helping people feel confident in their bodies, whether that's on the dance floor or just showing up in life. And that is so important. I mean, how many times have I looked at my attitude and depending on how my attitude is, that's how the situation goes. I mean, our mind-body connection is so important, whether we're exercising or whether we're just going on a walk or whether we're going about our everyday life. Um, I know you've noticed as much as I have how very important it is that we have that in check. So important. And like I said, if I go into a situation and I have a crappy little attitude, then that just comes right along with me. But if I have a great attitude and say, you know what, this is going to be great. This is going to be the best day of my life. I'm bound to have yes. a much better mindset walking right into it, even if it's hard. Yes. And I love that you just said that because I, this week I had two rejections, two things that I put my, my hat in the ring I was going for. They were really big things. 
and I got two no's. And my response to it really was a reflection of all of this inner work that I've done on myself, all of the mindset work, all of the belief that I have in myself about my worthiness and that no one gets to tell me if I'm worthy. No one gets to determine my worth or my value or my expertise, whatever. And and what was so cool is that I was able to instantly reframe the no into not right now in my mind. Like, this isn't meant to be for whatever reason. And I get to do more work on this stuff too. And it just, it's a, it's totally a, a different perspective than I would have even had two years ago before I really dived into mindset work and just clearing those limiting beliefs. So I really, it, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> that is such a great example because yeah, you're right. Any time that things are going great, of course, it's like smiles on our faces, but it's when we get the nose, it's when we get let down that we see what we're really made of, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then when we see that we handle it differently, it's so rewarding because of the work that we've done that we can approach something completely differently. I talk to my 13-year-old about this all the time. You're not quite there yet. I know your children are younger, but my 13-year-old will start to stress out over a challenge or something that's making her frustrated. And I say, you know, we put our skills in when things go wrong. It's easy to put our skills in when things are going right. Exactly. Uh, I wonder, how have you helped your kids to be able to learn these t same type of skills in their life so they can approach their life in the best ways possible? Well, that's a great question. So this, this rejection I got this week <laughs> was for a TV show that I'm still not supposed to talk about it. Um, because no I'm worries. We'll just keep it between us. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to go back and apply again next year. So I will be on the show eventually. Um, but what was really interesting is my children saw how hard I had to work for that because I had to submit videos and applications and it was a lot of work, right. To get to that level, even of being considered for the show. And, um, when I told, and my daughter just kept asking, asking me, mom, did you get it? Mom, did you get it? Mom, did you get it? And when I told her I didn't get it, she said, both my kids actually said, so mom, you did all that work for nothing. And what, what a beautiful teaching opportunity for my children. I said, oh no, my loves, I am so happy I did that work because I learned so much about myself and my business and it's no right now doesn't mean no forever. And I'm going to try again and I'm going to practice. I'm going to get even better at what I'm doing and I'm going to present it in an even stronger way. And I just, I just, I talk them through how I, I, how I re responded to that. And, and then I also did say, you're right. I was, I am really disappointed. I'm really bummed because it's important to be honest. You know, I was like, I, I got some news today that was, it bummed me out and it made me feel really sad, but you know what? It's okay because I did a really brave thing and I'm proud of myself for doing a brave thing and I'm going to practice. And, you know, like, so I tried to kind of turn it into this lesson for them. Who knows how much, you know, it's stuck. 
Oh, trust me, it's it's stuck because you're going to circle back to that one quite often, especially with your eight-year-old daughter between now and 13 and even beyond. There's going to be so many situations where there's social struggles. You know, girls can be mean. There's going to be that situation that comes up where she is actually very challenged and you're going to be able to circle back and say, you can get through challenges. There's going to be things she tries out for and she's not going to get it. And she needs to be able to um, lean on exactly these type of situations. I mean, you know, many times I'll even use TV shows, speaking of TV shows. And when my child is going through something that I know is upsetting her, I'll be like, you know, what kind of what character do you want to have? And character is such a word where sometimes they don't really quite understand. And I'll say, well, look at the different characters in a TV show. Which one would you be? Which person do you want to be? The person that's resilient, kind, handles rejection with grace, a good sport, or do you want to be the one that marches away and pouts and yells? And I don't know, I just thought of that because you're talking TV shows, but it it really makes us think about the kind of example that we are. I love that. Well, I mean, it's just one of many ways that we can just step into their worldview and then say, you can do these hard things. Yeah, I think that's been one of my biggest lessons is everything that I experience, if I can be transparent and obviously talk to them about it on their level, like their cognitive level or whatever, but I hold them to a higher standard of just like, I think that everything is fair game and I can share my experiences. I can, I'm not afraid of being emotional in front of my kids. It, it does make my daughter feel uncomfortable when I get really emotional. I'm a pretty emotional person. Um, that's, that actually is one of my struggles is she gets really uncomfortable, but I, but I just say, you know, I'm just being myself and I, I, I really hope that by me being myself and just, being goofy and failing and having hard days and then having good days and just being honest about the roller coaster that is life. I just hope that I can kind of normalize that you don't have to be perfect all the time, that you can, you know, there's going to be hard days, there's going to be good days. And I just hope that there, I, I do believe that our children learn by watching us and it's not so much what we say it's like what we do and what we embody and that's part of why I'm so passionate about the work I do with the women in my program too is because I always say if, if a when a woman can heal herself she's healing generations after her you know so it's not that we have to be perfect or have it all together and that's still one of those things I struggle with is that voice of perfectionism of like you're not a good enough mom like that voice still comes up for me all the freaking time. But I just keep telling myself, I, I just have to be myself and be honest about the hardships, about the joys, about the questions I have and encourage them to just be honest as well. So we can have that trustworthy relationship. That's what I'm hoping that I'm building. Yeah. And that's built in the everyday things, the little ups and downs, the little things we go through that just pass right by can impact our whole day. Oh my gosh. I was thinking when you're talking about the challenges just today, I uh, was got up and I was working out and I was so triggered and I was so distracted because I was thinking about the day prior, thinking about, oh yes, you know, I got a lot done. I really was accomplished yesterday. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, 
I had completely missed my daughter's orthodontist appointment to get her braces on. I've been waiting for this appointment for what, two months? And I was just beating myself up. I'm like, how could you forget that? And I just had to get in the right mindset then and there and be like, I've got to shake this off. I am here in this moment. I'm here to work out. So she doesn't have braces for a little while. You know what? It's fine. All is well, you know, and I had to, I had to talk myself down and here's, that's just a little tiny thing, but it's sometimes the little yeah. things that shake us. Yeah, and, and then we and gotta put ourselves back in check. I've had the exact same thing where I forgot, you know, something really big. And whenever that happens for me, I'm, I always try to cultivate self-compassion for myself because then I, I realize, well, of course I forgot that. I have 50,000 things on my plate. So I forgot that one orthodontist appointment, compassion for myself, moving on. And it just is a reflection of every, all the weight that we carry as women and as mothers. So... Oh my gosh, we do carry so much weight. And mom guilt is a thing. I mean, it's, it's, we go on and we don't want to talk about it because who wants to talk about the fact that we might feel guilty? But if we never talk about it, how can we normalize it and then say we're in this together? How can we join together in one accord, if you will, and say, you know what, let me help you, let you help me, let's laugh about this. So yesterday was wonderful and part of today might be a mess. Tomorrow is a new day. And, um, you know, how can we be there for each other if we don't talk about it? Yes. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I, that's where I always am attracted to other moms who are just really honest about the hardship of it. Because I feel like in social media and even I remember, I mean, still to this day, sometimes I'll go to a birthday party and I'm trying to connect with another mom. And I might just be like having one of those days where I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. And like, you know, and I'm usually a positive person, but I keep it real, too. And I can feel into when moms are kind of trying to edit themselves and trying to feel like appear like buttoned up to everybody. And I'm the mom who I'm the hot mess mom who's just like, I'm so exhausted. This is so freaking hard. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm just failing forward every day. <laughs> and and it's, you know, it's like, we have to be honest because I agree with you. It's like the more that we can be honest about how this is hard and it doesn't mean by me saying that motherhood is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, that doesn't mean that I don't love my kids. It doesn't mean that I don't like, it doesn't mean that I don't want to be a mom. It's just like, can we be honest? Can we just be honest about how freaking hard this is? And none of us have a book that tells us exactly what to do. Right? Oh my gosh, you are so on point right now. You're reminding me of my friend Savannah. Shout out Savannah. She is exactly like this. She always keeps it real. When we show up to a pool party or whatever, she's just like, oh my gosh, these kids have been crawling up the walls. <laughs> I need to get them some energy out or whatever it might be. But that's the way to be. I mean, it actually inspires others. I mean, there's going to be those parents that are just like, oh wow, you know, what's going on there? But at the end of the day, keeping it real means that we're being honest and honesty is so so important being real with ourselves being real with others parenting is hard it's okay to say that let's just get it out there <laughs> and uh and then you know we can find solutions that's what it's all about i know that uh, there's lots of things that go into 
our parenting and our past has a lot to do with it. And I'm thinking about some of the things you and I have talked about. And I'm kind of wondering if we could talk a little bit about your journey as a dancer and perfectionism and how that all comes into play. You know, my daughter, my oldest daughter was a synchronized swimmer and there's a lot of pressure at the national level. It was real. I mean, the, the body image, the perfection that she needed to have and it correlated into her life. And I'm wondering, let's talk on that a little bit. How did that affect you and your parenting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in the competitive dance world, was dancing competitively since I was 11 years old. And 100%, it was very, very strict. It was, I remember in a rehearsal one day, my my teacher, who I loved dearly, but she said, Elizabeth, if you fall out of that turn one more time, I'm taking you out of this piece. I mean, we're we're talking like intense. And so absolutely, I think um, it was this idea that you need to constantly be working hard, harder than your competition because they're, you have to beat them. <laughs> it's very like, I grew up in a very competitive world, which it sounds like your daughter is in as well or was in. Um, yeah, those memories were popping up for me. But even for you, I was thinking about how those were your formative years. Yeah. I mean, that's what shapes you. And here you went from there to the person that I'm talking to right now that's empowering women. I mean, that is quite a change yeah. if you think about it. Um, it's quite inspiring. I've known lots of people who haven't been able to pull that off. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I always say that I'm a recovering perfectionist and a recovering people pleaser. Because, yeah, I, I feel like perfectionism and people pleasing usually tie in for a lot of people, especially for women, because that's kind of societally conditioned to be like we want everyone to like us we're the nurturers we take care of people um and so yeah how did i how did i get to this point i think um i think i've learned that i i actually learn by doing so before I think I would get held up a lot because I was trying to have everything perfectly figured out before I did the thing. And my podcast is such a beautiful example. I had this desire to have my own podcast for years and I was so in my head about it. I got so stuck in my head, like what microphone would I use and what would it be called and what would season one be about and who would I have on and what would be the topics? And I got paralyzed by all these questions until finally it was January of this year. And I said, Elizabeth, what the heck are you waiting for? Like, you're never going to have this all figured out. It's probably going to suck in the beginning anyway. So just freaking do it. Oh my and gosh, just, that's hilarious. I just put a date on the calendar. Like that, that really helps me to kind of give myself some deadlines too. But I, I really started to embody this um, leap without seeing the net. Like the TV show that I applied for everyone was like, you're crazy to even think you could apply for a show like that. And then the casting producer calls me, right? So it's like, I'm the person who's like, here's, here's, I think the one tip that I would share in, in addition to learn by doing, let it be messy, let it, let it suck because it kind of goes back to the being a dancer. Like I'm a dancer. A lot of times people are like, oh my God, you're such a good dancer. I want to dance like you, but I'm so horrible. And I'm like, 
girlfriend, I've been dancing for like over 30 years. Of course, you're not going to dance like me. I've been practicing for 30 plus years. And it's <laughs> right like on. I mean, don't compare, right? You be your best you. Yes, and we do that with everything, though. We're like, well, I'm just not that good at podcasting. It's like, well, how many podcasts have you recorded? None. Okay. You freaking learn by doing. Like, why right. do you get to skip chapter one through 50? Like, you have to start at the beginning, too, you know? So just like, do the thing. And then the, the other tip that I would love to share about, you know, perfectionism, people pleasing and, and just like letting go of that pressure that we put on ourselves is I actually have really like opened up my channel into my intuition. I call it your body's wisdom, but your body, your intuition always knows. It's like when you get that like feeling and you're like, oh, I should do, I should call this person. And then you do. And that person's like, I was just thinking about you. Right. That's, that's an example. But for me, the podcast was that where it was like, my intuition was telling me like, this is the thing, this is the thing. And the problem is, is we stuff it down and we ignore those, those signals. Sometimes they go away and we lose that creative inspiration. So the more you can just act on your intuition and listen to your body's wisdom, that has helped me to just trust that it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all figured out. I just trust myself. And that's just part of feeling, you know, that's the worthiness work, right? Of just feeling grounded and rooted in who you are. Grounded and rooted and then moving forward. Uh, I remember my friend Leslie was talking to me the other day and she was saying how she just got a new job and her friend was like, enjoy your job. You just got it because she was already thinking about her next step. And I said, you know what? Enjoy it. But I'm also going to challenge you on that. It's okay to look at your next step. This might just be a stepping stone to something else that you need to do and you need to be ready to challenge yourself, ready to keep moving forward. I mean, just like a podcast, I was right there with you. I know exactly how it is. It's not easy. And we got to be okay with it being bad before it's awesome. And your podcast is awesome. And let's just take this opportunity. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it right now? So I have a podcast I launched on March 31st and it's doing really well. So I just want to celebrate that for everyone who's like, you just did it. Like it's going so well. We have a great following and people are loving it. And yeah, it's called the Confident Feminine Body Podcast. And we talk about lots of different things, how to build your confidence from within, how to um, build your self-worth how to create joy-filled movement practices that are not punishing. And it is an anti-diet culture podcast, meaning that um, we are not about, we are all about um, sustainable and pleasurable practices and not about punishing yourself, not about restriction or deprivation, whether that's food, whether that's movement, whether that's um you know, the thoughts in your mind. Um, so, and I, I bring in lots of different guest experts, but we talk about all things that really women struggle with. Like this week, I released a podcast where I interviewed a menopause expert because my community was like, have all these questions about menopause. So we talk about as, as women, like what do our bodies go through? We, I, you know, motherhood, we talk about motherhood and, and all the things, but it's all about just, like this, having real conversations, honest conversations, 
and encouraging each other to create healthy and sustainable practices that we can do forever, not just in the short term. Yeah. I mean, change happens with just one small step at a time. And I love your podcast. I hope that many people hop on over. I think yes. the both of our audiences would get along great if they were all in a room together and having a party. And I feel as though talking about mindset work and also talking about our health is something that really goes hand in hand. But sometimes we need to go outside of our comfort zone because help comes in the most unexpected places, like a podcast, like something that you need to connect to or someone that you need to connect to that you might never have done if you didn't just open up your podcast uh, app and listen. And uh, so, you know, that's the same type of way that we came together. It's through circumstance, but it's not because we were meant to connect, to be able to build each other up. And I wonder if you could share with us a story of somebody that you worked with, someone that you just pops into your mind. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but somebody that you know, there was a change that happened because of the work that you guys did together. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, I think... I think it's the the little things, the the simple things that shift in the architecture of people's days and their lives after working with me. And one example is one of my clients, she struggled with anxiety. She also had two kids and was just trying to balance a lot. And she had this sense of kind of crippling anxiety all the time where it was just, she felt this knot in her stomach. and through working together now, she's able to, first of all, be much more in tune with her body's signal. So a lot of times what happens is we kind of push, 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 and then we, until we hit that wall, and then it's like, we just have to pass out and we're totally burned up. And we're like, oh, that's not, that's not sustainable, but we don't know how to not repeat that pattern basically. And so through our work together, she is much more, she's, she's able to quickly notice when she's in that pattern and she's able to do self-care practices and self-love practices and really just be in tune with her body. So that way she doesn't hit that wall. And then when she does before, when she would hit that wall, she would be so critical of herself which of course would cause her to go into this downward spiral and her anxiety and her depression would, would rise and she'd kind of be in this dark hole for weeks. And now she shared with me that she can quickly, yeah, those emotions are still going to come. The anxiety is going to come. The depression might come. We're humans. Those, those emotions don't ever go away. But what she's learned is how to quickly shift so she feels her feelings and then she's able to really quickly shift out of those. So she can, she shared that something that would have normally taken her down for a couple weeks might only take her down for a couple hours. And then she's able to kind of step in and have a new perspective. So I think that it's like these, these are the little things, but it's, such a game changer in, in operating because our life force, our energy is the most important thing. And if we're not protecting our life force and our energy, we're not going to be able to show up for our kids. We're not going to be the best partner. So it's like learning how to protect and nurture that life force. And you do it 
in the architecture of every day and in your inner landscape of how you're relating to yourself. Yes. And at the beginning, I remember you talked a little bit about the shadows, the dark places as the shadows. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more a little bit about that? Yeah. So shadows are beliefs that we have. Um, Oftentimes they're limiting beliefs and they are, I call them like the muck, the gunk, like, like when you're doing spring cleaning and it's like, there's cobwebs, it's kind of like, there's that stuff that's there. And if you don't ever clear it, if you, if you try to layer strategy on top of a shadow, it's not going to stick. And then what happens is you blame yourself and you're like, oh, well, I must not have willpower or I must just not be good at this. Or, you know, we make up these stories about what it means about us when in reality, it's just that we need to clear the shadow. We need to clear the limiting beliefs. And those limiting beliefs come from, the shadows come from two places. One is societal oppression. So depending on who you are in the society, your layers of oppression that have impacted you sexism, classism, racism, ageism, all the isms are going to impact your belief system. And then also the psychological experiences. So the things that you have experienced in your life are going to reinforce these beliefs. And so what happens though, a lot of times as adults, is that we are subscribed to these beliefs that may have been true at one point, right? Like maybe it was true for you, that it wasn't safe for you to take up space and free your voice because you got bullied for that. You got shut down for that when you were a kid. But you carry that belief into adulthood and you're not speaking your truth for fear of judgment from others. So that's an example, right? So really getting into like the subconscious stories and beliefs that we have, and that's what I call those shadows. And so it's like healing, clearing, excavating them. So that way when you you can be honest about where you're at and then you can start to you can start to shift and create space for what you do want and then you learn those strategies and then strategies actually stick because you've done the inner work that's why i'm always like you have to do the inner work first (laughs) that makes so much sense and then you're making room for the sun and you're making room for that sun to shine so you can be your best self and you can show that to the world exactly yes exactly exactly and don't we just need these analogies because i mean we need to be able to cling to a word picture such as this the shadow and the sun to be able to um get us through those hard times And have you ever noticed that we kind of naturally do that with our kids, whether it be from storybooks, we're always looking for a little analogy to help them learn, but we've got to do that for ourselves. I mean, that's helping ourselves out in this journey. And as you may know, I always leave my listeners with a solution-focused practice they can do, maybe a mindfulness activity. And I think what you brought up is a really perfect thing for us to do. Consider those shadows do some inner work and think about the times when we are moving into that dark place and then picture the wind just blowing it away and the sun then shining on our face and the warmth of that. And I think each and every one of us can take that with us today to help us just to feel empowered. 
I love that. Yeah, your shadow is usually not your truth with a capital T, right? It's it's so it can be helpful to ask when you're identifying the shadow, what is true? What do I know that I know that I know that I know? What is really true about this? What's true is that I love my kids. What's true is that I'm doing the absolute best that I can with the resources I'm I've given. What's true is that my kids are are healthy and happy overall. And what's, you know, like I call it a truth rant, just go on a truth rant and talk about what's true. And that can be really helpful in helping to clear the shadows. Oh my gosh, a truth rant. I love that. I think I'm going to need to have a couple of those today. That's a really good idea. We'll have a nice long truth rant. (laughs) So where can everybody find you? Where can we reach out and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So if they're interested in mentoring with me and my Confident Feminine Body program, I do a free 30-minute breakthrough session, and they can get that at talktoelizabeth.com. And I love Instagram, so they can follow me there at Elizabeth Marbury. And if you're on Facebook, we have a Confident Feminine Body community on Facebook. So you would just go to confidentfemininebodygroup.com and you can join us. Actually, you're great on Instagram and TikTok. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been such a great talk. I've had so much fun connecting with you. One mother to another. Say goodbye. All good things must come to an end. (laughs) Yes. For now, we're just going to say goodbye until next time. But from one mom to another, you got this girl. I'm telling you, when we reach out and have these kind of conversation, it builds us up. It gives us strength. And thank you so much for being here today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure being here. If this resonated with you and you felt a connection with Elizabeth, don't forget to hop over to talktoelizabeth.com and check out her program. And as usual, I leave tons of helpful links in the show notes, one of which is my mini course, Conversations That Empower. It is one of the most affordable mini courses that you're going to find packed with information on how you can communicate with not only your family, your children, with your children's teachers in such a manner where you're going to feel empowered and you're going to know that the other person heard what you really had to say. Hop over to thefocusedmindset.com, click on the products page and you can check all of that out. I would love to connect with you. Under the connection page, you can leave me a message and I'll get back to you. And if you leave me a question, I just very well may answer this question right here on this podcast. So I will leave links for that in the show notes. As you know, I always leave helpful links in the show notes. I am going to leave a very special link for the Big Life Journal. The Big Life Journal products are products that help us raise our kids in a confident manner. And they are giving away a free confident kit this month when you buy from them. They always seem to have little free giveaways. But when you use the link that I provide on my website or right here in the show notes, you're able to help out the Focus Mindset community because at no extra cost to you, they are my affiliate partners. So they kick back to me um, just enough to help keep this stuff running. So I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening. And right now, I just want you to be able to go forward being your best self, feeling confident, knowing that the shadows are going to come, but right around the corner is sunshine. 
So lean into the sunshine and know that you got this. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.